Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we look at the teachers unions and the pathetic response that has come out over the past few days as they kind of do a, a self-defense tour and go around the media and try to say, no, we swear we haven't been screwing this up for the last year uh, and acting completely selfishly uh, at the expense of your children. Uh, that's not been going well. We'll get into that a little bit uh, today. Uh, the state of Israel is... Uh, in a down period, at least as far as being hit with missiles, but across the world, anti-Semitic attacks are breaking out. Glenn goes into that today and what it really means, uh, not only for the immediate future, but long term. And what were the origins of COVID? We've been told forever that it's a natural thing and nothing anybody could have done and don't worry about it. Well, seemingly uh, the, the, the tide is turning on that one and people are starting to really look at the lab release theory as really serious. We go through some of the evidence on that and why people believe it, not just conservatives anymore. And now it's it's the mainstream media picking this up. It's the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal. It's it's really become a widespread theory and seemingly with more and more evidence by the day we get into that as well don't forget to go to blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv and while you're here on this podcast app first of all click subscribe or follow to this particular podcast uh, so you can get it every single day in your feed and also get Stu does america today we're going to go into some more of the gender craziness going on across the country uh, Stu does america is also available here for daily episodes on your podcast app for free just follow at Stu does america and the glenn beck program here's the podcast Last night on 60 Minutes. They asked me, so why do you want to go on testosterone? And I said, well, being a woman just isn't working for me anymore. And they said, okay. So that was that. You got your prescription for testosterone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just four months after she started testosterone, she says she was approved for a mastectomy, what's called top surgery, that she told us was traumatic. It started to have a really disturbing sense that like a part of my body was missing, almost a ghost limb feeling about being like, there's something that should be there. And the feeling really surprised me, but it was really hard to deny. And so she detransitioned by going off testosterone and then went back to the clinic. And she says, complained to the doctor that the process didn't follow the WPATH guidelines. I can't believe that I transitioned and detransitioned, including hormones and surgery in the course of like less than one year. It's completely oh my crazy. It greatly concerns me where the field has been going. I feel like what is happening is unethical and irresponsible. Um, in some places, everyone is very scared to speak up because we're afraid of not being seen as being affirming or being supportive of these young people or doing something to hurt the trans community. But even some of the providers are trans themselves and share these concerns. Huh. So when you make people afraid to speak out, maybe unethical and crazy things happen. Who would have thunk it? Pat Gray joins us from Pat Gray Unleashed. Hi, Pat. Hi, Glenn. Uh, it's only been in the last five or ten years that the AMA and the WHO have even stopped considering it a mental disorder. Uh, up until uh, 2015, I think, with the AMA and 2018 with the WHO, it was considered, you know, you've got a mental disease. Well, it was dysphoria. They called it dysphoria. dysphoria. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't call it. I, I didn't even know that. You can't call it gender dysphoria anymore. No. That's politically no, no. incorrect. Yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> it, 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 it denotes God, that something yeah, is wrong and nothing's wrong with them. You know. So what's it called now? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, let me see if I can find that again. Because it's... Uh, incongruence, I think you said yes, it was? Yes, it was gender incongruence. Yeah. Gender oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so make that change in your heads. Uh, and uh, make sure that you, you get the uh, right word uh, from... Uh, so it's newspeak, really. Just get, the, let's just get the newspeak and we'll all be fine. This is crazy. And it's about to get much, much worse. One of the more frightening stories that I have read, and remember, I'm crazy. You know, I said Marxists were in our government. I said that they wanted to hijack America, take our Constitution away from us, and uh, fundamentally transform into something that no one was defining, but looked a lot like Marxism and fascism. So take what I say. With a grain of salt. Um, The AMA has just announced and just released their plan to embed racial justice into the medical profession. The plan slams the myth of meritocracy and promises to share power with minority physicians. Now, what does that mean? And this is this is the best part of it, by the way. The 2015-2016 MCAT score of 24 and 26 and a GPA of 3.2 to 3.9 was only good enough to gain admission to medical school for 8% of white people. But if you were black, 56% of those people got scores to get into the medical uh, medical field. 70%. Uh, of the time, administrator said a white person with an MCAT score of 2729 and a GPA of 3.4359 would not make a suitable doctor. But more than 80% of black people with those scores were admitted. So, wait a minute. Uh, uh, you know, I'm all for, you know, standing up against racism. Uh, But I want the doctor. I don't care if he's half hippopotamus. (laughs) If he's the best surgeon, that's the one I want. I don't want equity with my doctors. You know, I don't want it at all in science. And if you do believe that equity should be in science and mathematics and two plus two does equal five, if you can show me how to get there, I want you on the rocket that you and your team build to go to Mars. I don't think you're going to make it past our atmosphere, but good luck with that. Now, here's the other problem with this. They have released their um, plan to embed racial justice and advance health equity. It's 86 pages. It's a three-year plan to implement anti-racist initiatives. When you hear that, you know it is critical race theory. Anything that says is anti-racist is racist. It goes against everything that Martin Luther King talked about. Um, so they're they're pushing critical race theory, and I'm I am quoting. Um, they the uh, plan announces a five pronged approach embracing equity, not equality, equity. 
The AMA makes a commitment to embed racial and social justice throughout the organization's policies and practices and promises to build alliance and share power with historically marginalized uh, minoritized physicians. The organization promises to ensure equitable structures and opportunities in innovation for marginalized communities and minority to push upstream to address all determinants of health and the root cause of health inequities and to foster truth, racial healing, reconciliation and transformation. Okay, all all right. Okay, I guess. Um, The plan also includes um, uh, the um, declaration dubbed the land and labor acknowledgement. We acknowledge that we're all living off of the taken ancestral lands of indigenous peoples for thousands of years. We acknowledge the extraction of brilliance, energy, and life for labor forced upon people of African descent for more than 400 years. We celebrate the resilience and strength that all indigenous people and descendants of Africa have shown in this country and worldwide. We carry our ancestors in us and we are continued to call to be better as we lead this work. The equity plan then slams the myth of meritocracy, saying the differences in outcome among his, uh, historically marginalized populations and minorities have been explained away as the results of meritocracy. <sighs> Why is this a problem? What comes from this? You know, it's just words on a paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Pat and Stu, um, who were the first people that uh, came up with the idea of killing the unfit in Germany? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Sanger was one of the first. Mm. Uh, actually. <laughs> the Human Betterment yeah. Society uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. out of California. Yeah, there was a guy, uh, named, he was a German guy named Adolf, had a fancy uh, little mustache there. Uh-huh. He was kind of into that yeah. idea. Yeah, he was into that idea, but it didn't. It didn't uh, it didn't come into action with him or the people in the black boots. In fact, they didn't wear the black suits and uniforms. They they wore the opposite. They wore the right the white coats and the scrubs. The it was the doctors and the nurses that began the horrors of the Holocaust, the doctors and the nurses. And they were all convinced they were doing the right thing. Yeah, it was baby. What was his name? I think uh, Nauer is the yeah. Nauer, I think. Yeah, yeah baby Nauer. Tell the story, Pat. Uh, I believe he was um, born uh, horribly uh, disabled. And yes, blind. Blind. Uh, they thought deaf. And thought they uh, assumed he was in pain and his life wasn't going to be worth anything. Mm-hmm. And so they, they took it to the... It, it eventually wound up with the Fuhrer, actually, who uh, told them that Sent the, his doctor. the humane thing to do, his doctor mm-hmm. concluded, was to, was to put the baby uh, to sleep, was to kill the yeah. child uh, because yeah. that yeah. he's just in too much pain and his life isn't yeah. worth anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, um, <clears throat> you can watch it on Blaze TV. It's in our archives, The Black Stork. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's only one copy of this, strangely, this film that was made in 1918 or 1917. Oh, who was in office at the time? Oh, Woodrow Wilson. Uh, And uh, it it was a movie that was shown everywhere across the country, and it's called The Black Stork. And The Black Stork is really this doctor that would bring death to these suffering children. And in one scene, uh, the doctor and the nurse 
have talked the parents into killing the child because it's the right thing. And as he puts the pillow over the child's uh, face to smother the baby, Mm. the baby, Jesus appears and comforts the doctor and the nurse. This is where we are headed. If you allow this craziness, this insanity of critical race theory of the world is upside down. And I I am telling you, we are on the same road. Doesn't mean we end up at the same place, but the likelihood of getting to the same place has just increased dramatically. Doctors do not allow this. Do not allow the AMA to do this. You must speak out. You you are going to you are going to be surrounded by people who will give preferential treatment based on color. You would not do that now with black people or Hispanics. You would not say, well, I got to take care of this white person over here. They come first. They're my main priority. We would never do that, nor should we. We should never see color. But that is called racist today. And don't forget the things your mother and your father taught you. Don't forget the things that Martin Luther King said and did. He was right. You know that's right. This anti-racism stuff is evil. It is anti-Christ teaching. Do not go down this road. Doctors, I beg you. All people who have ever been a patient of a doctor... I beg you call your doctors, you call your local hospital, you call especially anyone who gets any funding from you, you call your insurance company, let them know you're mad as hell about this AMA declaration, and you will you demand that doctors reject this. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. What is happening in our country? You know, while the uh, Congress debates on whether they're going to have January 6th hearings, because that is the worst attack on our democracy uh, since the Civil War. There's never been anything like this. And white supremacists are coming out of the woodwork. Are they? Are they? America, it is time for you to say bullcrap. Bullcrap. If there are Klan members or other people that are coming out and they're rallying, then you rally against them. But it's most likely a local thing. And you know who they are if they're in your area and just shun them in your local community. This is this is a problem in America with racism. It is a problem, but it's a problem in Great Britain, in Africa, in China. It's a it's a human problem, not a white or black problem. It's a human problem. Anybody tells you differently, tell them, shut the pie hole. Anybody who tells you you have to be in part of anti-racism, that goes against everything Martin Luther King taught and your mother would be ashamed of you ashamed of you if you turned your back on a colorless society remember what your mother and your father taught you what's happening in america well i was shamed by the uh, the um, adl 
back in 2008. Uh, I did a chalkboard and I laid it all out. And I told you then the hatreds of the 1930s in Europe will return. First, they'll return to Europe. Then they will come to the United States. The hatreds of the Jews will return. The ADL said, how dare you? How dare you use the Holocaust? I said, I'm not using the Holocaust. I am warning people to change their hearts and to be aware now and to make a decision now if you will stand for the Jew. Now is the time, America. Those of you who have been prepared in this audience, now is the time. I want you to call your synagogues. I want you to call your church. I want your church to be around your synagogue. I want them to know that this is a safe area for you. I have been asked not to tell you um, for... I don't agree with the reasons, but the people who have asked me, I deeply respect. I have been asked not to tell you the details of what Jewish people have done in the Middle East to help the Christians, the persecuted Christians. It is one of the most inspiring things I've ever heard. And the reason they are helping is because they said Christians stood by us. How can we not stand now in their hour of need? Well, here in America, the Jewish people need our support. Luca Robert Lewis, member of a pro talk, uh, soccer team, the New York Red Bulls. He said, last night I was walking in New York with a friend and all of a sudden a group of six to eight Palestinian men walked up to me and asked me where I was from. I responded. I said, New York. When God, then one guy asked me if I was Jewish. I paused for a moment in confusion and I thought about it. Then I saw them withdrawing knives. So I obviously said no. The guy looked at me with such disgust in his eyes and said, good. As he started to walk away, I felt extremely angry. I felt like I had to say something. I said, what if I was Jewish? One guy that had a knife in his hand said, I'll beat the F and S out of you and kill you. This soccer player is Jewish. He is Jewish. The hatred of the 1930s has arrived. Two Jewish boys, two teenagers. They were walking near Ocean Parkway in Brooklyn. They're 17 years old. Two unidentified males approached them and demanded that they repeat anti-Jewish statements. I can't tell you the names of these kids because they don't want their names out because they and their family are afraid. They were told to chant free Palestine. They refused to do so. Why were they singled out? Because they were wearing their yarmulkes. They refused to say free Palestine, 
and were immediately assaulted. Both victims were punched in the head. 17-year-old was placed in a chokehold. They tried to get away, but they were chased by a guy with a baseball bat. Oh, how do we know this is even true? They're probably making that up. No, we leave that to actor thugs in Chicago. This one was witnessed. A rideshare driver saw it unfolding, pulled the car up and said, boys, do you need a ride? Get in. This is a horror story. This is a horror story because eventually you won't want to get involved. If you don't get involved now, you won't get involved. By the way, they couldn't call anybody. And it was unusual for them to get into a car because it was the Sabbath. That's why they were walking. The hatreds are returning. Jewish family leaving a synagogue. Walking with a, a man and his wife and his daughter. When a crowd appeared, started to throw garbage at the family. They started screaming some derogatory things towards Jewish people out the window. Free Palestine. Die, Jew. F you, Jew. I'm going to rape your wife. At first, my first thought was just making sure my wife and daughter were behind me so I could take the brunt of anything that was going to happen. That's when an armed stranger intervened and got in between the family and the men until they left. The guy in the car behind them saw everything going on. I saw him pull a gun and get between me and our attackers. He was our guardian angel protecting us. I think once they saw him, they just took off. In Florida, there is a 40% increase. The Anti-Defamation League, which should be discredited, reported people inside the van with the anti-Semitic graffiti, including messages like, Hitler was right. Yelled slurs at pro-Israel demonstrators in Boca Raton, Florida, before they drew, drove through the crowd last week. There are attacks on our Jewish friends and neighbors, and they are afraid. Because they've seen this movie before. And I know how to stop the movie. Here's how you do it. You remember what you actually believe, that all men are created equal. All men are created equal. And even if you don't like or you disagree with the person, you stand for their right because you are a brother to them. It is your responsibility. I can't believe this, but I'm doing research on old radio shows from the 1930s in Germany. What did those people say to try to bolster? Where did they miss the mark? 
We don't have to miss the mark. The problem, the problem with Germany was that the churches had already gone dark. In 1933, when Hitler took power, he immediately went after the churches. You couldn't, by 1934, you couldn't have a picture of Christ on the altar. You had to have a picture of the Fuhrer on the altar, and most churches went along with it. Our churches are being indoctrinated now with critical race theory. They are being they are being taken down one by one with wokeness all in the name of tolerance. You cannot cross lines. If you don't stand up for people who are being chased in the streets, if you don't as a church stand up, you will find yourself on the wrong side. This is becoming a final warning soon. We are going to lose about 50% of our congregations. We might lose 50% of our churches. We'll be lucky if that happens. It was far higher in Germany. Within the first year of the takeover, he had scared churches and Christians and, and with all the indoctrination that was happening, many of them believed it. They were getting ready, the churches were getting ready to dismiss and destroy the Old Testament because it was written by Jews. I got news for you, Adolf. So was the New Testament, not just the Old Testament. My Jewish friends, I want you to know that I and my family will stand for you. We will stand in front of you. It will be an honor to stand for you. Just as many of you have stood for me. I don't do it because you did. I do it because it's right. Many Americans have prepared themselves for this insanity. I and my family will hide you, will protect you. But long before, God forbid, it ever gets to that, we will speak out on your behalf. We will walk with you as you go to the synagogue if need be. Many Christians have learned from the past. We are not the Christians of the past. You are are my brother and I will protect you just as I would if you were my blood brother you are my spiritual brother your family is my family my home is your home please America please rally your churches now be clear where you stand You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I just have to congratulate the mayor of Rochester, New York, uh, for 
for just I mean, this is courage. This takes real courage to do. Uh, in case you don't know, uh, Thursday, uh, her husband, um, Timothy Granison, um, well, let's just say the uh, the D.A. in the city it just has it out for her and doesn't want her to be reelected. And so she did like a year long investigation into the mayor's husband. And last week he was arrested um, with some cocaine and a gun or three uh, and a hundred thousand dollars in cash. And 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 hmm. well, the little cocaine was I mean, it was, you know, it was little. It was it was two kilos of uh, cocaine. I but mean, who yes. hasn't had two kilos in their car? It's way less I can't than tell you five the kilos or 20 kilos. Exactly. Exactly right. 100 kilos? That's not a drug bust. Two kilos of cocaine. <laughs> if, I, if I were stopped every time I had two kilos on me, I mean, I wouldn't be here, you know? I mean, two kilos is basically a Tuesday night for most people. Let's not overstate I it. I think so, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, she, she came out and she said, I find the timing of yesterday's events, you know, her husband being pulled over because they had been monitoring him and uh, his drug dealing friends. He was part of a drug ring and uh, they stopped him and searched the car. And, you know, they found three guns, hundred thousand dollars in cash and two kilos of cocaine. She said, I find this very, very suspicious. Just a few weeks before the voting starts on whether I should be mayor or not. Uh, I mean, (laughs) There's nothing implicating me in these charges. No, but it is your husband. I mean, now I, I'm not holding you directly responsible, but if you're supposed to kind of know what's going on in the city, <laughs> I'm not really sure I trust you if you don't know your husband has a hundred thousand dollars. Two kilos of cocaine, most likely not the first two kilos, because he's in a drug ring. I'm just saying I don't think you're the most observant. Right. Does she have her finger on the pulse of the city? It's hard to imagine she does. Uh, hard to imagine. <laughs> hard to imagine. Circumstance, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, let's switch topics to, uh, you know, our military ad. Now, if you remember... Uh, We've done some military ads and some ads for the CIA lately that are that are wonderful. They're beautiful. Truly, they are. They're just great. Um, I'm going to have to translate this ad uh, because this is the new Russian military ad. Uh, you go ahead and roll that, please. This is the first day of your new life. What was yesterday means nothing. Who you were before, no one cares. What's important now is who you'll be today. What do you know about yourself? What are you capable of? Questions may remain unanswered, but can you sleep soundly later on? Knowing yourself, knowing the limit of your possibilities to hell with limits. Are you ready to break yourself? Every day pain hardens yourself here. It was was you who decided to prove something to yourself. The commander is here only to see an enemy in him because without an enemy, there is no battle. And without a battle, there is no victory. But in reality, the main enemy is you. The you of yesterday. 
потому что завтра первый день твоей новой жизни. Join the Russian military. Now, uh, let me just contrast that. I think that's, you know, very good. I, I mean, uh, that's, a quite, that's, quite a, that's quite a message, yeah. you know? Uh, and uh, now let me play the American military um, uh, ad that was just released. Here it is. It's in cartoon form. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot missile defense systems. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctor okay, I don't think we need to never walk again. Don't think we need to play anymore. Um, let me just give you the last lines of the uh, Russian ad. Your task is to track the enemy down, catch up to him, outperform him, become better than him, and return the victor. Because tomorrow is the first day of your new life. Which army do you think is going to win? Uh, <laughs> I'm just. Maybe it's just me, but I'm just thinking it might be the Russians that would outperform the, you know, the army that is is congratulating itself for all of its members being so diverse and having two moms or two dads or, you know, a, a dog and a cat as a parent. I don't really care. Um, it's kind of like your job is to track down the enemy, outperform them, best them and come home the victor. Uh, but who who would say something like that in an ad? Yeah, I mean it's it's funny because it's like, look, I have a lot of faith in our military, uh, and uh, you know, not not every bit of our military is made up of uh, heartwarming cartoon stories. You know, I, <laughs> you know, like we do. Have I don't a pretty know badass a military. Sing- I don't know a single member of the military in my in my travels. I have not met a single member of the military that I would say would have joined because of that cartoon. Right. Not one. Not even close. In fact, it would have repelled them. And that's what's strange here. Like, what is the, what's the, why is this happening? You know, is it, is it a recruitment situation, Glenn? I mean, is it, they just don't think they're getting enough people. They, they think the next generation of recruits have different no, sensibilities. The, the military is mainly made up of red state people. It's mainly that the people who serve are the people in the red states. Generally speaking, no one from a blue state, generally speaking, sends their kids to the military. I mean, why would you if you think the military has just been horrible this whole time and it's just a it's just a it's it's a racist with a gun. Why would you do that? So the people who defend our company our country are red staters. Well, the country is right now trying to make red staters look like killers and people that shouldn't be here. When 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 and if our military ever would say, you know what, I think it's those people that vote for conservative things and uh, they have to turn the military loose on them. I don't think all of those red staters will kill their own families or round them up. I think this is to fundamentally weaken our military and also get some some good old fashioned 
critical race theory equity believers into the military so they can fix that like they're fixing our ama they're fixing our corporations they're fixing our economy uh they're fixing our schools that's what they're doing and this is real world stuff now i mean we've talked forever about you know transgender uh arguments are making their way and ruining women's sports right like okay yeah sure this is the military (laughs) <laughs> this is right this is changing this is, the military which has devastating you know potential uh consequences on our country uh do you remember when i said at some point the whole world will look at us and realize how weak we are and they'll go now 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 go and everyone will attack us and in, in, whatever that means to them they'll attack us through disinformation they'll attack us by hacking they'll attack us with ones and zeros they'll attack us on our streets by turning people against each other that all is coming and the last thing that you need to weaken is the military it's the strongest in the world you weaken the military and we are sitting ducks you know i think about this all the time Stu. Do you remember when we were talking? This was back when we were in Radio City Music Hall, and it must have been 2005, maybe. And we were talking about how do you how do you get a global currency? How do you change the world? Because we've tried to get the world to get up to our standards, but nobody can make it to our standards because they don't have the Constitution. They don't have the law. They don't have the stability uh, and the people are different. And I said, and it dawned on me, they're not going to go for bringing the rest of the world up. They're going to bring us down to the rest of the world's status. So we will be equal with Mexico. And I think about that all the time because that's exactly what is happening. Everything that you see they are building our children and our military our fbi they're bringing them to their knees they're teaching them uh things that are absolutely untrue and quite frankly i believe because they're based in hatred it's evil what they're doing they're weakening us while they are spending us into oblivion and and taking over our treasury and saying that this that equity has to be done who who the hell are you? Who the hell is the Treasury and Janet Yellen to go in and try to preach equity and make the rules so white men are held down? Uh, not in any sane world, just in a world where you're going to bring us to the level of Mexico. I think that's what's happening. And you cannot have a strong military can't have a strong military you need a military that's loyal to the cause and look again you know if we're luckily we don't fight wars based on commercials if we did i would definitely pick russia right right but right but you know look this is a long-term point you know it's the point where this this if the military is is a testing ground for woke policies i mean wokeness is weakness and it continually makes the people who propagate it weaker. There's this idea that elevating your victimhood as a, as a means of attack is a is a smart thing to do in our society. We see it all the time with the cancel culture stuff, where like if you can say, oh well, instead of saying like, oh that that insult didn't bother me, it's oh that insult made me cr- curl up in my apartment well, and so cry for months to, on a time. 
It also does, does something else. And everybody you know, Stu, has ever been wounded in battle and had to come back. They feel awful. They want to go back because they left their team behind. Yeah. The worst thing wokeness does to our military, it divides people. It divides them into classes. Divide and conquer. That's exactly what's going to happen. You will have you'll have two sets of military. You'll have two sets of belief, and they'll be so busy squabbling amongst themselves they won't be able to function as one. And I don't think that that is being done uh, without foreknowledge of what it means. 